Ladies and gentlemen, this is El Cochino, Tom Lawler, and I'd like to welcome you to the podcast that puts the lotion on its own skin, Lucha World. Bitchin'. Welcome, everyone, to Lucha World Podcast, episode number 99. Fredo Esparza here. I'm going solo this week, but th- not, not really. This week, I have a special guest. He is a, he is a wrestler. Um, he is actually, he has zero fear also. That's right, guys. And he's actually been at the temple, too. So if you don't know who that is, I- it is... Not Penta Zero M. Uh, Unfortunately, man. it is Volad. Uh, not Volador Jr. <laughs> it's, it's VD Zero Fear. Venereal Drummond is back. Vandal Drummond. <laughs> Kurt Brown is back. <laughs> yes, I have been to the temple, and uh, ever since I visited the temple, I have since learned there is no god in that temple. You know, I was going to say you you've you've actually seen um, Ray Phoenix. <laughs> yes, but I think you probably don't even remember seeing him. I think I just pointed him da- out as he was passing by. Yes. That but I, I think you might have not even noticed him. I did see King Phoenix. That's right. We did see him wrestle, though. Yes. and uh, But more memorably, recently, I saw the match between him and Barbaro Cavernario. Yeah. Uh, and I don't know if it was my enthusiasm or theirs, because they looked like they just had their working boots on like crazy that night. And I don't... You know, maybe this is a little naive of me, but I, I don't know if they've worked together before, have they? No, that's the first time. Yeah. Because, Actually, the first time in a singles match. They worked the tech. They worked trios matches. Because I periods. had a lot of fun watching that match yeah. between the two of them. I mean, two of... I mean, two of the best workers in the biz, in this, my opinion. This is just to let people know, this is actually... That is actually Kurt Brown. He has actually watched current <laughs> wrestling and is not going to talk about... Uh, 1930s. <laughs> what? Oh. Well, now well, actually, you do. You have, you, do. you have been doing a lot more. Speaking of 1930s, <laughs> you have actually been keeping up with a lot of that stuff too. So. No, no, actually, I've um, a lot of research. I've been seeing that on your uh, on Facebook. Yeah, I have been having a lot of fun with that. Mm-hmm. I am both like researching just a lot of nostalgia, of course, history. I found something interesting. Mm-hmm. I I don't remember. That's the next thing I'm going to write about on of those write ups for the Lucha magazine. Mm-hmm. But I actually found, I don't know if you've ever heard of this wrestler, but you may have, you've heard of Ringo Mendoza, right? Yes, I have. Well, have you ever heard heard of, from Monterey, Luchador, Gringo Mendoza? No. Yes. I found a Luchador named Gringo Mendoza. Oh, my Lord, that's in, in a magazine. I think it's beautiful. one of the Halcon magazines. 
Yeah, oh Gringo my God, Mendoza. That's awesome. And Gringo. he hates he hates Ringo Mendoza. This is in the ah. it's in the, like 1986-87. But that's something I was I was looking at. I was like, whoa, Gringo Mendoza. I was gonna ask if you've ever heard of. I had never heard of him, but I already liked the name. Yeah. I wish I thought of it first. That is a genius. <laughs> I love that name. That's awesome. Yeah. I like it. I like yeah. it a lot. Uh, no, I've been watching um, a lot of stuff. You know, I have to give kind of vague descriptions because there's only a few matches that I like. To you obviously on. watched all the CML openers. I've watched a lot of them, yes. You did? Yeah. <laughs> uh, and I, uh, yes, yeah, kind of the same thing, yeah. same thing, except I finally got to see Super Astro Jr. He's good. I like him. Yeah, he's I good. I like him. Did I, you ever watch the his tournament appearances? No, I haven't. You this, should go this back This was actually the that. first time I ever saw Super Astro Jr., so. Yeah. Like, if you go on Lucha, uh, Lucha Blog's um, Lucha Database, mm-hmm. um, you could just find all the, like, if they're on, like, the CML shows, he actually puts a link to the to the match. Oh, no way. So, like, if you're going to, through a Friday show, you know how it's mm-hmm. the entire show? Instead of just going, and actually does it, he posted on the YouTube channel also, like on their, um, on the video page, mm-hmm. he puts the timestamps for it. So you could actually cool. find that. So it's easier for you. Like if you just want to like do a match finder search on Super Astro Jr., oh, I'd like you to find that, it on actually. there and then there's a link to it and you could look. For I enjoyed watching him. One of the things I dig is uh, he's a good worker and he's also kind of keeping that, how did I say it? Keeping the ambience of his dad, yeah, like, yeah, like he reminds me a lot of his dad, not in look so much, but in the way he wrestles. Yeah, because he's a little taller, I think, and not yes. a, not as um, chubby. I, uh, for, you know, first time I ever saw Super Astro, he was had Co Plaza in 1981. Wow, he, when he was a local boy, pretty much full time. Yeah, and uh, first time I ever saw a live Superplex was the recently uh, the late. Golden, Mr. Golden Iron. Mm-hmm. Uh, just in an old place in Santa Ana, he did this awesome superplex where he superplexes Super Astro, but did it like Harley Race style, where he just held him vertically oh, that's for awesome. the longest time. Yeah. And then when they went down, the slamming sound was just amazing. You know, and it wasn't like a uncomfortable slamming sound. It's like you could, t- you know, they landed the way yeah, they were supposed yeah, to land, yeah. but. We'll get into these dangerous moves in a bit. Yeah, but. yeah, and I guess I guess I, I, I guess I should save this kind of talk for a classic podcast. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. Um, what else have you been watching? You've been been enjoying. Well, you watched the Carvernario um, Barbara Ray, Ray Phoenix. What'd you think of that match? God, I loved it. Yeah. I, I mean, like I don't know, it was my enthusiasm as a fan, but they looked like they were really trying to impress there. That that was just such a great match. Uh, and of well, course, you know, and and that's really what they were doing because Ray King Phoenix, as mm-hmm. he's known in CML, he was trying to impress the, you know, get get that new fan base behind him. Right. And right. Carvernario wanted to match up with the guy who's a big independent star, who's a bigger star internationally than he is probably in Mexico right yes, now. Yes, so, that's true. So I think that's really what's. And I I don't know that's something I always dug like if I'd ever speak to a, a, a young wrestler who was excited about wrestling somebody they knew for the first time yeah. whether it was an idol or a, a peer from their same generation I know there's something really cool about it when they're hungry to show yeah it off. yeah yeah it's been it's been a fun couple of weeks with CMLL like this ever since they've allowed these independent guys to come in I mean every week there's something. You're just looking forward to watching. It's awesome. I mean, I, I don't know where this is going to go, but for right now, it could possibly be a bit of a, a crossroads, a turning point where uh, 
CML like uses more independent guys. Yeah, I mean, and then it could end at any point. It could end at any point. Yeah, you never say you never you never say for certain. Yeah. You never say never. Uh, anything could happen. But right now, man, this is kind of this is a really cool period. And plus, you know, I know I say it like a parrot every time on this podcast, but there's nothing like the Dinamitas. They are like they're really good. They are so awesome. You know, it's like I was watching the. I was watching this past Friday's show with um, Garros Laguneros versus Clan Chaos. That's um, I think you might have seen them. Did you see their match? Clan Chaos. Who? Cybernet- Cyber the main man. <laughs> I should mention yes, their their yes. their their CMLL names now. Okay, Cyber the main man. Cyber the main man who is cybernetico. Mm-hmm. Charlie Rockstar, who's Charlie Rockstar or Charlie Manson, yeah. and the Chris. Who the Chris? Is, the Chris, who is better known to us as El Zorro. The Chris. Uh, can I have to, well, I, I want to... Okay, I want to <laughs> the story behind that. Well, his real name is Chris. Uh, Cristobal. The Chris. But they came up with... They should have just gone with his real name, but the Chris. That reminds me when the... the I, think they, I think they were going with, like, The Miz, and they were like, hey, let's just call him The Chris. The Chris. <laughs> <laughs> um, but well, they why, were... Wait, 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 if you're going to do that, why not call King Phoenix... Raymond Phoenix, <laughs> Raymond you know, <laughs> um, so they, they were they were having this, and you know, if you watch the previous match, they were horrible in their match. Mm-hmm. But against the girls, Laguneros, at least, like they were still kind of bad. Mm-hmm. But the girls, Laguneros, were so good that you didn't really you couldn't be too you, bad. You couldn't be too bad. Like they were actually they they actually the the thing with Clan Chaos is that they're not a regular they they're not a trio that like mm-hmm. has been together for a long time or. You know, have mm-hmm. like they you could tell they don't train and come up with moves together. Yeah. Compared to like girls like Guineros, you could tell they come up with moves together, they spend time in the gym coming up with stuff. Mm-hmm. So when you're watching the clan chaos, they look they do that thing where they look a little bit lost out there, like, what are we doing next? Like one right. of them will suddenly be like, What are we doing next? And then like Cybernetico, I'll give Cybernetico credit. He doesn't look as mm-hmm. like he's horrible. Yeah. But he's not He's. You could tell he's putting in the effort. Yes. Like when he's not the worst guy in your trio, <laughs> you know that's. Yeah. You know your trio has a problem. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. And I. I'll give credit to anybody who gives effort. I know a lot of fans disagree with me, but if somebody's trying and they're not hurting the other person, so uh, can I call you the Kurt from now on? I am the Kurt. Yes. <laughs> I guess it sounds better than. Or or Kurt Kurt the main man. <laughs> I guess it sounds better than uh, the VD. That's true. <laughs> I thought about calling you that, but <laughs> well, or, or that's a little rude. Why don't we just call me the syphilis? Yeah, you know, it's it's just. It, I thought so. So so whenever people tell me about the dinamitas, how they're the best trio, and then mm-hmm. you see the girls laguneros, and then you know what they do against like really good trios. It's like, oh, maybe they're kind of... I think those are the two best trios. I agree. I, and- I, I think in Gobernables, it's, it's kind of a good. They're 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 not they're a good faction, mm-hmm. but they're not like a like their matches aren't. They go no, all over no. the place. It's like, uh, and they're not I mean, supposed they, to. They're not supposed to be exactly, and they get over right. Yeah, yeah. And I think that's what they they know that. Yeah. And uh, even Best has been putting a little more effort in the ring. Like he's not. Oh. But you know what it is? It's uh, not that he's like that much better. It's that CML lately has been putting their opening matches, and it's like these really crappy guys. So it's like, oh, okay, <laughs> oh, geez, is, yeah. you got more crappy guys. You know, I'm usually kind of patient with the uh, um, the openers, but uh, skip them. <laughs> I, I watched more than you yeah. know. 
and I, you're I just too lazy. You don't want to skip it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and I, I kind of want to give it a chance, but I, but I am gonna start skipping it. Not because it depends. It depends on who's in the match. Like if you see them, it's like okay, it's Takeda versus Robin. Ro- if it's Robin, you know, yeah. he's still kind of passable. But yeah, but if it's like if it's like Inquisidor and and um. Hijo de Signo versus um 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 uh Espanto Junior yeah, Espanto Junior versus and then it doesn't matter who the technical is mm-hmm. it's like you know it's gonna suck exactly exactly yeah. and you know it's it's not the worst matches I've seen but it's kind of like I'm seeing the same opening matches over and over again and it's just kind of like well you know the opening match for like CML it's kind of like going to an indie show like here locally mm-hmm. and getting and and the first three matches you watch kind of feel like that opening right. match which kind of tells you how bad wrestling can be <laughs> at the local level at the independent level and and because I mean everybody thinks everybody thinks it's like PWG and stuff like oh, all these great matches most independent wrestling isn't that like that most it, independent wrestling is like two or three matches where it's like yeah it depends, isn't that good and it depends on where it is because I mean there's there's all there's been so many local promotions in Mexico for I don't even know how long but mm. I mean I know there's tons of indie wrestling here like I said, from the bottom of the barrel, crappy wrestling, yeah, uh, to really good wrestling. But in Mexico, it seems like there's been indies forever and ever, and they all have their local scene, their local yeah, stars. Yeah, And I think it all depends what region it is, because uh, depends on the booker also. The I, guy exactly. See, I remember, I remember uh, Cone when I first knew Conan. So it was like '89. He says you should see some of the local wrestlers in other areas. Some of them could blow away, uh, uh, you know, me and everybody else like their work. But um, but I know that's not yeah. every single one. But you turned me on to some really good indie guys. Yeah, they and you actually you favorites. actually watched Triple A. I this for the first yes. time in like five or six years. Actually, actually, no, you watched the Triple Mania. Never mind. That's right. <laughs> and and, and, I, and I, I apologize for... Actually, I didn't even tell you to watch it. You, you watched it yourself. It I did watch it. It was on yeah, my own card. Yeah. I'm on a card. I fell for the hype. I think I it was like... The, it, was, it wasn't It was the year I got... I, I skipped Superboy's birthday party. It was party. the following It year. was the following one, and I told you not to watch it. Remember, I told you, you should you have, did. You don't have to watch I it. I should have listened. <laughs> I should have listened, but... Uh, yeah, that should be called, a, I don't know, Triple Manic Depression. Yeah. It was, that was the, the worst pay-per-view i've ever seen in my life um it, it wasn't that it wasn't a, well it was a, yeah it was <laughs> pay-per-views yeah that was the you don't watch pay-per-view. you don't yeah that's right you don't watch i never saw that the wcw like uncensored oh god I, yeah, yeah i know there have been worse pay-per-views heroes but, of wrestling was that the one? Oh, i heard yeah, I, yeah. I heard descriptions of that and i i'm still tempted to find that someplace yeah on, uh, it, I, probably, it probably is online yeah because it, it sounds like one of those train wrecks you, you yeah. probably can't watch the whole thing but um, but the indie, but yeah, the, in fact, we probably should have opened the podcast because that's actually big news. I actually watched some AAA. Yeah. Well, I opened the bit with the big news that you actually watched wrestling. Yes, I did. <laughs> I did. It was amazing. A, a, that any I wrestling, any wrestling nowadays. I'm shocked you watched it because I think I I just assumed the only wrestling you watched in the last two months was like that one match. We went to we'll go watch that bar wrestling. <laughs> well, I didn't watch that. I tried to watch that. Oh, you didn't watch it? You, you the bar wrestling? Yeah, I tried to watch, it, but yeah. I couldn't see anything. Yeah, Everybody okay. was. Done. I don't think we ever talked about that really. I caught the top part of it. <laughs> oh, <laughs> yeah. we didn't because I did the podcast afterwards, and you, oh, okay. you, weren't, you weren't around. It looks like we some, did the Lucha Classica. I yeah, I mean, I, I'll just say it in a nutshell: bar wrestling in Baldwin Park, which is a huge hit, is selling out. Um, yeah, maybe if you're. 
If you're into watching the top of people of wrestlers' heads, yes, there are no it. chairs there, so everybody, it's all standing room. It's, if you, if you're under five eight, <laughs> if you're five eight and under, don't 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 go or get there early and and stand in the front row. Exactly, and if you're tall, do the other people favor a favor. Don't wear like a pork pie hat or something yeah. like that. If you're really tall, stand in the back. Come on. Yeah, really. exactly, exactly. I mean, bar the bar wrestling. Uh, if you're young and you you're one of these people who like to you know, getting the mob in a concert, like right up at the yeah. stage. This is the kind of thing for you. People love it, but uh, no, we left very early in the show. It was you, it was hot. It was sweaty. Uh, I suspect there was probably some fire codes. Uh, yeah, you know, the also the 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 room the building wasn't set up properly because mm-hmm. I think the si- some of the sides in the building were kind of like smaller. Yes, there wasn't as much room. Although they still did dives on those sides, but it, it just the the whole thing just yeah. It, I, I, th- I I I was talking to Rob um, Rob Viper about it mm-hmm. and. And I was telling him about how I just we both kind of were talking about how it just doesn't seem like it's the right place to run a, it a wrestling show. No, it doesn't no. seem like a comfortable place to. Yeah, exactly. I <clears throat> yeah, I didn't. And we did go, so we know that it was, we do. Yeah, we. Yeah. Uh, uh, I was going to interview Taya at that show, and but she was talking to Melissa Santos. So. That's right. It was getting so yeah, hot and then, in there. And then I thought, and then I thought we should wait for Ray Phoenix and Penta to interview them. But it was kind of like we couldn't see anything, and they weren't showing up, and it was hot. Yeah. And it was like, and then we saw. Um, his Ray Phoenix's wife packing up stuff. That's so right. Like, yeah, yeah. So you knew they were going to get out. Yeah. Of there so soon. he's not. Gonna he's not going to want to talk. But yeah, yeah. I mean, it's not for us. If if you're somebody who's kind of like slightly adventurous and don't mind being, you know, crammed up against a bunch of other people, shoving your way up to the ring to see, uh, the people there look did, like they're did, having a blast. Did you see that couple that looked like they were like five feet tall? No. Like they, they moved no. from they moved from the side where I was at, mm-hmm. the right side the wall mm-hmm. and they moved to the back and I, I don't know if they're trying to get a better view but when they moved to the back they couldn't see anything like the the girl was like at least four four eleven oh my god or, or shorter and the guy was like five one five two probably well okay so for all you tall folks out there who uh and are you know reasonably strong and want to make a little bit of money here's an idea you buy a ticket and uh you charge for people to stand sit on your shoulders you didn't want to do that for me, and I was kind of upset. I know, but... Um, well, I'm sure... It was an old injury, I what, swear. What? That, that's the only reason I didn't like uh, it. I'm strong. I'm strong. 100 degree weather, and you couldn't handle it. Come on. <laughs> it wasn't 100 degree. Like, it felt like... It was like 70, it like was a 80. Sweat <laughs> and, you, and you... No, well, both of us, we've been in yeah. like sweaty little hell holes and have been fine with it, but this yeah, this one was just... Yeah. You know, so like I said, the people there looked like they were having a blast, so I... So it's very popular... You from, folks might like it, just from, not my cup of tea. From the sound of the crowd, the first match was real, the one match we had <laughs> was really great. <laughs> That's how we gauged it. Yeah. That's how they should gauge matches. Instead of giving them like five, six stars, they should have that what's you see on game shows, the applause meter. You know, you know the sound of the crowd shows how good the match you is. You know what I felt like when we went to this was like if we were like an episode of like Seinfeld or Curb Your Enthusiasm. We're just you go somewhere and it's like the worst idea possible. Exactly, we're not gonna see shit. The only difference is we didn't complain about it. We just laughed. Yeah, we didn't like, complain about yeah. it, and we didn't try to like come up with a strategy to fix things. Like yeah. Seinfeld, you try to fix something. Yeah, like and it get gets closer. Worse. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, stuff like that. We just laughed. We're like, let's eh, just go. Oh god, yeah. And we paid for it too, which was really yeah. So I feel comfortable yeah. uh, saying my two cents on it because yeah. we did pay for it. And they're doing well, which is great. It is. But... It is. And then it, it like like I said, if if you're the adventurous type. Go for it. It might be a lot of fun, but I you know. I think also the other thing with bar wrestling is that that one show had Ray Phoenix versus and Penta not not mm-hmm. against each other. They were in a tag match, and 
but there are other shows they're just not my thing because there are a lot of like a lot of women female wrestlers mm-hmm. and then a lot of xww wrestlers <clears throat> so it's not my thing it's that's not, not my thing either it's not yeah. something i'm going to go out of my way to watch exactly so it's like exactly. i'm not I, i'm not going to get too worked up about it i went to this one probably the last one i'll end up going to um I'd probably go to PWG show if we could actually like get tickets to that. <laughs> if we could, yeah, so, I'd be up for that. I know uh, Puma King's going to be on the Is he really? Battle of Los Angeles this mm. this year. Oh, wow. You want me to ask him to get us tickets? <laughs> <laughs> does he need, does he need, uh, does he need uh, like se- se- sidekicks dressed in, 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 in cat outfits? Oh, that would be awesome. If <laughs> we show up. I would do that just to dress in a cat outfit. <laughs> I would, I would go just like if he said we could do that, I would totally do that. Oh, hell, I'd be there. Yeah. I'd be there so fast. Yeah. I yeah. don't think we could handle the heat because, you know. That t- during that time period, it's really hot in, in Los Angeles. Yeah, it is. Much and, like it is right now. And this too. is an unusually hot summer for yeah. us. Um, I'm sure all the people on the East Coast and the South feel terrible for us. Uh, you know what they're probably thinking but, is like, man, don't you guys complain about cold weather, going to wrestling shows during cold weather, and now you're complaining about going to wrestling shows during warm weather? Yeah. <laughs> like, but yeah. We, I would have made a terrible we, pioneer. We, I, uh, yes, we're, yeah. we're, we're great at wrestling shows with proper air conditioning exactly i'm a city slicker <laughs> i'm a city slicker uh i'm a domestic house cat i i like my air conditioning i well we've been to some pretty hot arenas where it didn't bug us a lot yeah. but it's just when it's i mean this was over the top well to be fair that one time we went to bart's show in um in the city of industry mm-hmm. i think it was a pwg show also we stood next to that ginormous fan, fan and we just enjoyed it because we were just standing. Oh, it, that fan was awesome. Yes, we just stayed there the entire time. Like. Oh, people, this was this fan that was probably like our, 10, 10 feet tall. Yes, or it was something. like our size. Like yeah, I, I mean, I, I, I was worried we were like moths or flies, yes. get too close to it and we'd get sucked in, but it felt so good. <laughs> we and even, remember, we could not hear each other speak at all, and we were just like. Yes, <laughs> yes, and it wasn't on that show, but it was right around that time a wrestler. Uh, had to be taken to the hospital for heat stroke. Oh yeah, really? Who? Yeah, I don't remember who it oh. was, but um, oh man, I don't God, who was it? It was one of those guys who, in the time when you know human tornado was on fire and uh, yeah, 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 I just don't remember. Yeah, but I can't remember which one it was. Oh, wow. Um, oh, but these okay, these four were on fire too. Boys. We are. We're totally on they, fire. They were on fire too, by the fire, way. Fire totally. Astrolux and Aramis versus Toxin. And Latigo. Yeah. I have to tell you, this was one of the best matches I've seen all year. Yes, <laughs> I'm telling you, wow. all the all the all the all the AAA openers mm-hmm. are on my on my match of the year list, even though they might not be like my top ten. God, these guys were amazing. I mean, okay, what I liked is, yeah, there were tons of high spots in the match. But every hold they applied, I think, I think without exception, and every flying move they did, they were really tight. I mean, they were snug on their holds. It was really solid wrestling. Because mm-hmm. as much as I like Lucha, you see so many things where when they're doing a flying move, they kind of feign an arm lock. Uh, or, you know, it's a very loose headlock or yeah, yeah, like a yeah. flying mare or something like that. These guys are solid, and I, I just haven't seen that in a long time. And, you know, I, lo- I know a lot of people would watch this match and say, spot monkeys, spot monkeys. Uh, yeah, they did spots almost from beginning to end, but uh, they were, it looked like they were going for a win. It's like they did lots of pinfall attempts, 
And there were pinfall attempts where it felt like it was going to be the finish of the match, which I think is hard to do this in, in this day and age. Yeah, you know what I should have told you to also watch that? that I forgot? Mm-hmm. you got to watch the feud between the OGTs versus Poder del Norte. Because it looks like one of those old school really lucha feuds, like brawls, blood, a lot Ooh. of there's a lot of bad, like there's a lot of sloppy chair shots. Yeah. yeah. If you're not a fan of chair shots, then you're like, I think that's I think that's the one thing like a lot of like like when people complain about moves and stuff like mm-hmm. that. I think I'm less willing to jump into those debates because I watch this stuff and it's like sloppy. Oh, fuck, God, yeah. But it's like it's like who cares? It's like well, it's not my body. Exactly, it's like, exactly. You know, one if they get their nuts off doing it, yeah, power to them. I I I I, I hate. And how many like, how many times do we talk to luchadors and they're like, oh, I don't care. This is like this, I'd rather die doing this than doing anything if that's else. That's what it's they like, want. Then power to them. I, mean, I, we, I, I I do have a hard time. Why? And I I have to say full disclosure. I have not seen New Japan in a long time. They're they're super great. I know they're excellent workers, yeah. but uh, just it's it's hard to watch them doing such risky stuff all the time. And for me, it is. I yeah. know a lot of yeah. people enjoy well, it. We'll get to them like a little it. bit, but yeah, that, yes, that that trio the, that trios feud was really great. Mm-hmm. Um, unfortunately, like they should have ended it, and I think mm-hmm. they're probably just going to keep going on and on. Yeah, because they, they they went to a hair match. And, you know, OGTs won. OGTs gave them their respect and all that. Mm-hmm. And instead of, like, that being the end of it, it being Mexico, they have to keep booking, you know, for the independent, for the for the promoters yeah. and all that. They still keep bringing it up and stuff like that. So it's going to continue. But that should be something that should just, like, have ended right there. It should have ended. It's a really great feud. Like, before the LA Park versus Rush feud started, I thought that was probably mm-hmm. the feud of the year. But now uh, Rush and LA Park has been so great that... Um, that's been awesome. Yeah, I went out of my way just to watch the L.A. Park versus Rush match. Did you watch uh, all the all the, the stuff I, leading up to it? I watched that match, and then I watched the very first. Uh, in fact, I was even more excited about the very first uh, appearance L.A. Park made. Yeah. Uh, that guy has magic on the microphone. Both of those guys are really like they're great. What but what I love about L.A. Park, it's like an old school babyface who's greeting the whole arena yes. he's greeting the fans yeah and in a way a lot of wrestlers don't it's almost like he's personally well in mexico in, in cml they do that like they all do that like they do that they, but no yeah, he, there's all, something different about they it. all do it like buenos you know buenas noches arena mexico yeah. but what ali park did is he doesn't just like greet them mm-hmm. but he also apologized to apologizes to them for for cursing or for like being too violent I didn't catch that yeah, or, or, or he apologizes to CML for what he's doing so that actually yeah. adds more to it it does and it, it sounds more like he's having he's he's just shy of having a conversation with the fans yeah. instead of yeah because I know a lot of wrestlers greet the fans and we yeah. love you we love you but no he actually engages them yeah this you know I I, uh, I, I know it's not going to happen but with uh, the Observer Wrestler of the Year being you know, you know, we've actually, yeah, they he's, talked about that. He's, he, I think he, I, that would be my vote. I like mean, a lot of people have been talking about who should be wrestler of the year. Because a big, a big part of wrestler of the year, he's not going to get it. He's not going to get it. But uh, I, I don't think I've voted in five, six years. But I do. You would, might have to. <laughs> I want to vote for for LA Park, and so I can give the Dean Amidas a vote. Yeah. For the, no, I, ha- I have to say this. Do you, a big part of wrestler of the year is how influential you are, how you can draw. And he's how, drawing. He's he drawing. drawing. He has been a huge draw for for CML this year. And I think he's the most prolific wrestler who who is now both working in CMLL and AAA, 
and he's still doing indies, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. he's his own per... I mean... Yeah. Uh, yeah, Bruiser Brody, eat your heart out. He's he's been he's been yeah he's basically doing what Bruiser Brody yeah probably wished he could have done yeah I I become more fan of his every year I well of course ever since when he left AAA and said I'm a hippie yes. <laughs> next to Mickey Doyle and and, yeah. and uh, Mike Bar Mike Boyette uh, L A Park's my favorite hippie you know the the thing about like L A Park. If, well, you know, with like L.A. Park, I, I think he should, like, he's got to get some consideration for Wrestler of the Year mm-hmm. in the Observer. But, you know, it's going to basically be Kenny Omega or oh, Okada yeah. or somebody like that. And I think also because there's, Dave so much skews more towards towards New Japan yeah. and, and, and WWE. Mm-hmm. And his fan base also, that fan base for Observer also does. Yeah. To the point where it's like, it kind of, it's not that it's, it's not that the rest of us don't I think the rest of us that might vote have kind of just fallen to the point where it's like oh, you know what yeah. let's not vote who gives a fuck we're not yeah, going to exactly, get our guy exactly and, and you know it, it that's okay because I mean uh, there I, is so much great wrestling out there yeah. right now and New Japan is kind of the dominant uh, force out there as far as the uh, the sheet readers go yeah um, you know and it's got it's getting such a cult following here in the states. Yeah, and, because it basically from yeah. from New Japan, you're basically getting all this all in. Exactly. All these other shows, Ring of Honor is getting a little more recognition because of New Japan. And then, yeah. And now CML is kind of getting a little more recognition. You get a lot of New mm-hmm. Japan fans who started like they'll follow me now. Yeah. But it's not because of CML. It's because of the CML guys that work New Japan, and it's like yes. And and unfortunately, like for them, it's like I'm not like this. Like it's not that I don't like New Japan. I'll mm-hmm. watch it. Um, I don't watch a lot of it, but I watch enough where it's like, I know who everybody is, but it's like, it's like, to me, it's more about Lucha for me than anything else. Yeah, I'm, you know, if you're going to ask me, I'm more of a Lucha Libre fan than a wrestling fan overall. Yeah. I, no, I like wrestling, but Lucha is, I mean, Lucha is what, I, I, I mean, I grew up with a hybrid of Lucha and American wrestling because... Because a lot of luchadores were in the LaBelle promotion when I grew up. Yeah. So it, I got a taste of everything. It, you know, the, the one thing I will say is that even though I say that about how, oh, you know, you're not going to get these guys mm-hmm. to get votes in the Observer mm-hmm. Awards and stuff like that. But at the same time, last year, Rush placed, what, seventh? Exactly. And, and what, micro, he did nothing. And Microman got second yes. place for Rookie so, of the Year. So, so I think there is more of a... I do yeah. think... I do think Ellie Park and Rush and probably Penta are going to get some sort of votes. Penta mm-hmm. Zero M. I think Ray Phoenix might also. It's. I just think there's a little more interest in there Lucha yeah. because of what's happening not in Mexico, mm-hmm. but what's happening to these guys outside of Mexico. And then people are saying, hey, I got to watch this stuff in Mexico. Mm-hmm. I think the only thing that is really captivating fans that aren't really Lucha fans in Mexico, you know, as far as like American fans, it's the LA Park Rush feud. Yes. I think that's what's captivating. I don't think the AAA stuff, I think they're probably like, I don't give a fuck about that stuff. It's like, I I don't want to watch that. I don't care about this other female stuff. I want to watch LA Park versus Rush. And then they'll watch Dragon Lee and Ray Phoenix because they see them in the US and now they want to, or in Japan, they want to see them in in Mexico. I mean, that that is a very cool thing that there are a lot of people who appreciate a lot different, much different kinds of wrestling because I remember a lot of the smart fans, uh, some of them loved Lucha, but then there were a bunch who just, just like, hated why it. do you watch that crap? If you like it so much, why don't you go live there? I, I, I was asked that. Yeah. <laughs> because that makes a big difference between from you watching it as opposed to like yes. not watching yeah. it. It's like, yes, let me go to Mexico. Oh, my God. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, that that's why I, I know that Park will not get Wrestler of the Year. But uh, despite... 
I, despite all, any denials people make, uh, yeah, in 20 years people are going to look back at let, the Observer for historical purposes, and they will look at the... And I, and I would just like to see some of the guys show that there were votes let, cast let, Let's say L.A. Park does work... He's going to work Triple Mania. We know that already. Mm-hmm. Let's say he works the anniversary. Win or loses his... Dropping his mask mm-hmm. in either place. But he has two huge matches... How how high do you think he ends up in the Observer Awards or in anything in any like? Uh, well, it's really the Observer Awards because I don't think there's other other people. I think the the voting is more just it's hard. picking one person. Yeah, it's hard. Where to do say. you think he would end up? You mean in wrestler of the year? Yes. Uh, yeah, just that. I could picture him around like maybe number five, something like that. Five. I think yeah, but because of the WWE and the New yeah, Japan, yeah yeah and New Japan, I, yeah. I do think New Japan will dominate. Probably have like two guys ahead of them, and then yeah, WWE maybe one just or two. Being on there is cool. Five I mean, is pretty good, you know. And and they're you know are what about what about the PWI five hundred? <laughs> <laughs> that you know, I don't know why I don't I don't read the PWI five hundred because sometimes I need a good laugh. Yeah, I think Penta will make the top ten on that because he's an impact. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Lord, that should be Lord. like that should be like a, a the 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 someone's podcast, like just talking about PWI the entire time. <laughs> that would be funny, <laughs> as if it was really serious, real or something. Yeah, do, do you, uh, you know, you know our um, friend, uh, our friend Rob Courtney Craze? Yeah, when he didn't like being in that. Oh, he hated being in that. But that, see, like, but I, that, but that was I. I love that he was in it just because he was a guy who didn't like to hype himself and. Yeah, I think and, it was more that because I think that, I think that should be like even if you're not happy about it mm-hmm. or you think it's corny, you should be honored to be in anybody's. Oh, list. absolutely! I think absolutely. you should be like if like if somebody like if like when I used to do the literal one hundred, mm-hmm. if I had you in the top one hundred, you should be like happy. Like it should because okay, it's, it's not it's not it's not an insult. It's just me. Th- it's my opinion thinking of you well, know of one hundred. But I gotta say, in, in all honesty, your top one hundred carries a little in my carries a little more validity than yeah. the PWI five hundred. Well, I, I did have Joe Leader in one in my list at one point, <laughs> but he was at, he was okay. in a good tag match with uh, with uh, Nicho Mionario in, but, in like two thousand eight or ten. I I would put somebody in a top one hundred. If they're not much of a wrestler, but still get over and still is a, is is a conscientious worker. Yeah, yeah. Well, he wasn't that good, but <laughs> yeah. Well, no, no. It was a, it was a down year. <laughs> <laughs> Even I'll admit it was a down year for Lucha. Yeah, yeah. Um, that stumped but, you. That really stumped you. The Joe Leader conversation. Yeah, stumped, yeah. Stumped. That was a road bump, there, just, wasn't it? Yes. What is it about Joe Leader that made me uh, stutter? I don't. They, know. I love how. Triple A's bringing in all these guys, but they still have Joe Leader in the show. Like, dude, really? Come on, man. People, I don't know what it he's is. Like, he's like, he's probably like Mr. Niebla. Like, I, I always think Mr. Niebla has has uh, sex videos of CMLL administration. <laughs> yeah. You know, it says, oh, yeah, you can fire me anytime you want, but you better bring me back. I think it's gotten to the point. I think Mr. Niebla's gotten to the point where he's talked about his um personal problems. Mm-hmm. To where it's he's gone from somebody I felt like I was like oh fire this guy he's mm-hmm. always to the point where he's become like this amusing character in the I promotion. Like I like. Well, personally, I met having met him. I know I, I think he's a great like he he's, so he's cool a really cool guy. Yeah. I could see why they would like not fire him because he seems like such a nice like easygoing guy. But at the same time, it's like man, dude, you can't give this guy so many opportunities. But now That's I see true. why. Now I see why they're probably trying to help him get through that whole problem yeah know. and and except for the japan debacle a few years ago i i mean maybe he's been unreliable but has he ever 
he hasn't hurt anybody. He, well, he's too drunk to get hurt. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but you know what I mean? I, I, he hasn't... Like, he hasn't done stuff like Scott Hall was doing yeah, my, my favorite, Yeah, my favorite thing is, like, when he's, like, drunk in matches. <laughs> like, if you've ever seen it, like, I think he's teamed up with Nero Casas and Felino when he's been a little bit, um, mm-hmm. you know, when he's been a little drunk. Uh, they'll, like, move him to the side. <laughs> like, they'll just, yes, like, yes, move him to the yes. side. And then, like, the one guy who has to work with him always, like, make sure, like, okay, let's just, <laughs> let's just like, let me hold him right here. <laughs> yeah. And, and, and I remember when we were, that interview we did with Superboy, because the two of you were saying he was so great at one time. And I agree, he had so true. But I really do love the modern day Mr. Niebla. I, I just hope he's, I mean, I'm... They had a really, he, he did pretty good in that one match. I think it was the, the, the Ray Phoenix where they did a trios match. Uh-huh. I thought he did pretty good. There was one match I saw recently where he yeah. did pretty good. Yeah, and, and you know, I... I I, yeah, I hope he's okay. He's I, over. I he's he, over. So. Yeah, if you're over, you're over. Yeah, you know, he's he's not going anywhere. That's cool. Uh, so and it's and it. What would it, it? They got the right. This is one thing that CMLL does. You know, they do their share of boneheaded things, but something they did very very well is where do you put somebody like Mister Niebla if they drank too much with geniuses like Negro Casas and Carbonario exactly and Felino sometimes yes. depending on Felino's um depending on his what he's saying about him being part of Pesta Negra one week he isn't. The next week he is. No. <laughs> Funny. I am, I'm uh, not, I am, I'm not. What was I going to ask? I was going to, oh God. What was it? Oh, um, all these indie guys in um, CML, we were talking about how it's kind mm-hmm. of changed it up. So um, what have you thought of all these guys so far, like their appearances? You've obviously talked about Ray Phoenix. Um, I haven't seen Penta yet. Really good. You haven't seen Penta? No, I haven't seen him yet. You didn't yet. see his run-in? His run in no, was no, really good. His run in saved us from the horrible Clan Chaos ma- match. <laughs> they, Clan Chaos worked with Caristico, Volador, and Valiente, mm-hmm. and it was really horrible match. Mm-hmm. Penta saved us as he attacked Caristico, oh, ending awesome. this match early. W- wouldn't that be funny if if uh, you found out later uh, that w- there wasn't supposed to be a run in? But he says, "I have to save <laughs> the fans." <laughs> you can make him like an El Santo superhero. Yeah. He saves the fans from horrible mm-hmm. matches. My favorite thing about Clan Chaos was um, Ultima Girl was interviewed. They had the girls Lagunaros in the interview, mm-hmm. and Ultima Girl, if you ever hear, heard him, he likes to do a lot of. Um, he likes to talk, speak in English. Mm-hmm. So. Um, he he. First of all, he talked, thought their name was Plan Chaos. Plan Chaos. Like, <laughs> so, so he's wait, like Plan Clan Chaos. Yeah, he's like. Good. So he, they correct him. Then he was trying to name the guys. He's like, they're like C- Cyber, and he's like Cyber the main man, and he said it like that. And then and then he's like, who was the other guy? He couldn't remember what Zoro's name was. He's like Zoro, and he's like the Chris. And he looked at the guys like the Chris. <laughs> like, well, who came up with that name? Like, Almost no, like remember in WCW uh, when Master P he couldn't remember the names of like Kurt Hennig and Bobby Dunn and Junior. So the Cowboys. Cowboy. Yes. I went the, the Cowboy guy. The Cowboy guys. <laughs> yeah. Oh my goodness, Master P. Oh boy. That should have been um, Master Z. <laughs> I like that. I like that. Hey, Tom Hankins worked. My friend Tom Hankins worked as Mister Z. Oh, Mister Z. So there we are. Yeah. The Z or something. The Z. Or just Z. Z, I like yeah. that even better. Z-Man. Oh, I'm going to tell him. There's no... Um, that probably is trademarked, right? By Z-Man? Tom Zink. Yeah. Well, but unless his estate has any kind of a copyright over it. Yeah. You know, God rest his soul. Because that way you have Cyber the main man and the Z-Man. Z-Man, I like that. <laughs> um, yeah, but um, he's, his match, they had the match this past Friday. It wasn't as good. Um because everybody's feuding with Caristico basically right now. Right. <laughs> like everybody is literally feuding with Caristico. Caristico has a feud with Dragon Lee, mm-hmm. Mystico, Volador Jr. Now Valiente doesn't like 
Caristico either because he's with he's siding with right. Bolador Jr. Penta doesn't like him. Rush, Los Cinco Bernables don't like him. So everybody, so so Caristico's trying to figure out who he could team up with. So he's picking those girls Laguneros, and um, so as as people will remind you, girls Laguneros have a history of um, having their partners turn on them. So it doesn't sound like it's going to be a promising right, situation right. for him. But, and I mean, this sounds like CML, CMLL might doing some good planning if they, they're adding to Caristico's nemesis. So list. many possibilities right yeah, now. Yeah, like, yeah. Like you have Ray Phoenix and Carbonario, Ray Phoenix versus Dragon Lee, mm-hmm. Penta versus Dragon Lee. Penta's also feuding with um, Dragon Lee also on the indies. And, or, like they have a little run in on the indie show. Um, what about Hijo de Alley Park? Did you watch his match? I, you uh, saw him when he teamed up with. I saw him when he teamed up with his dad. Yeah, he seemed okay. I mean, you know the you 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 can't you can't see him being indie level until you see him standing next to Angel de Oro Niebla Roja. <laughs> <laughs> like that is when you know. Okay, this dude, this dude does not go to the gym at all. <laughs> like, like you look at them, it's like holy shit. That was like the one time I thought he looked very indie level. Mm-hmm. But like the last couple of times he appeared in in CML, he looked a little more. Um, he fit in a little better. I only saw him one time before that. He's not. He's he's, he's okay. Yeah. He's not. He's not. He's not his dad, but he's. Yeah. But, oh, he's not his dad. Yeah, but he's and he's but he's also not Ijo del Solitario. No, no. <laughs> That's probably the worst second generation wrestler I ever saw. Yeah, I would say he's more like in the. Who's like a good junior? That's. That's good, okay. but not great. I don't know. Um, Ijo L.A. Park. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, he'll be the one we... Because uh, he's not even in Santo level, which... He, no, although Hijo Santo no. was great, you know? Yeah, he was. He I was. hate when I... My, my YouTube channel, now that I'm posting all that old stuff, people are constantly shitting on, like, Conan, Hijo mm-hmm. Santo. Those are the top two guys that they wow, just... Really? And I'm like, Hijo Santo's great. What are you guys talking about? Or yeah. in Atlantis, it's like, oh, they gave him stuff. So I was like, dude, these guys are all great. What are you... Like, Conan wasn't good, but... Um, no, But no. he was over. He was over. He was, he was over. over. I mean, yeah. he's, he... he uh, you know, if he could just kind of stay with one promotion if he could get over that i'd call him the most brilliant man in wrestling i mean well i mean the fact that he's still getting work is no that's amazing he's the cat with 18 lives yeah i mean it's it's pretty amazing that he's had you know clashes with promotions both major and minor and uh they they'll still bring him back so and i mean one of the cool things is knowing him at the beginning of his career, you know, people like me or Greg Regalata would sometimes send him tapes of uh, stuff from Japan and that kind of thing. And it was really fun because he was really trying to figure out the business. And you could tell he's somebody who was confident, you know, had a big ego and stuff like that. But he was so analytical. Uh, and he'd be opinionated on something that he thought sucked. But then on reflection, he would say, you know what, uh, you know, I thought this sucked, but I see why they do this angle or use this wrestler. Or like yeah. I get it. Like he is somebody who, uh, you know, for for the drawbacks he's had, uh, he's somebody who really did like work hard at trying to understand how the business works. Not yeah. many wrestlers do that. Yeah, that's true. So we were talking about this off air actually when you called and I told you I asked if you watched Dragon Lee versus Hiromu Takahashi on the G1 special New Japan show mm-hmm. from San Francisco and yes. you did not watch it but um, during that match it was actually a really good match mm-hmm. but it had a pretty unfortunate moment where Dragon Lee did the Phoenix Plex and 
I think he kind of didn't grab him properly and right. let him go in a little bit. He was like, he, I don't know if he just, he, he, he was too loose for him to like do the move and he let him go and he pretty much landed on his head. Yeah. It looked horrible live. I think you've seen the the. I saw the gif. The gif yeah. itself, so the and gif or jif, whatever. <laughs> yeah, the jif. Yeah, I, I, I never know how to pronounce yeah. that. Gif, jif. Yeah. Jiffy. Um. What, yeah. What'd you think of that? Did you see that? You've yeah, seen that. I mean that when you're doing. Again, I, I. I don't watch a lot of New Japan. But I think it just and has to happen, and that's not that's not you know, just New Japan because Dragon Lee does that in CMLL too. No, that's right. But but I'd say it it did surprise me that it was that move. Uh, that didn't surprise me because that move has actually hurt people. Like oh, so a lot of people haven't hurt because uh, well, Ray Horse. Well, let me put Ray it this Horace. way: whenever I saw that move, I kind of like that doesn't yeah. look health. But it looks like he's been doing it a while, and I think Ray Horace, and I think there's been someone else that wasn't as seriously injured as because Ray Horace went to the hospital. Oh jeez! I think he was out for like then a week. Then he should do a different. Move. And then um, this one with Hiromu, I think there was someone. I might have been Negro Casas. Where he might have got like um, knocked silly a bit, but mm-hmm. Narcosis gets knocked silly every like in every match. Like, yeah, he's yeah. already told us he does that happens often. Um, but it's like when it happened with Ray Horace, and first of all, even just Ray Horace, I think, I think it just that move kind of looks like it's very risky. Yeah, and it might, he doesn't need it. He doesn't. At the same time, Hiromu probably would have been okay with him doing it. He's done it to him other times mm-hmm. um, they've had plenty of other matches I'm sure he's done it in those other matches and I, yeah and Hiromu was just as crazy as Dragon Lee so you already knew like you you've seen their matches before uh, Ray Horace and... uh, no Dragon Lee and oh, Hiromu yeah, not yeah. Ray Horace you've never seen Ray Horace versus Dragon Lee no I haven't no yeah. I just thought you meant yeah Hiromu versus Dragon Lee I thought you meant general no, matches yeah, the, no the, I haven't I haven't the, you've never seen Hiromu versus Dragon Lee no I haven't yeah you have when Kamatachi Dragon Lee versus Kamaitachi. You saw their match. Oh match. shit! Yes, I yes. did. Yes, <laughs> yeah, you saw those matches. Duh. You've seen a couple of those matches. That's right. They're all kind of insane. <clears throat> yeah, they are. So you knew something. Ran, they ran the risk no, of something that happening. That is true. And and because I, I think it's hilarious. Because I people, totally forgot. Some people, shit, people, to, people totally were blaming Dragon Lee. It's like, dude, Romo had a part in it because he he allows that stuff. Exactly. He's okay with it. He, they were even before that match. They did this. They first of all, Dragon Lee did a foot stomp to the outside. Mm-hmm. Like you know how he does it, where he like lays them on the on the mm-hmm. ropes and does the foot stomp in the ring. He laid them out out of the ring and did the foot stomp that way, which looked it looked like a great spot, but it looked like there was a risk. There's, right. there's going to be a risk to it. And then Hiromu does a spot where he does a dive, but he die his dive is like him like going like like kind of like sitting. Mm-hmm. You know, like falling like that. Yes. With yes. his ass sticking out, mm-hmm. and it looked like he, like if Dragon Lee doesn't catch up, you know, he would have broken his back, his tailbone, or something. And you know, so you know, there's, there, there, they've done so many things where it's just insane, that it's like you're just, it, it's, yeah. it was bound to happen at some point. Yeah, and you're right. It's not just the New Japan guys. I, I guess. Well, and then I guess the reason I, I focus on New Japan is because. That is one promotion I have tried to watch a few yeah, times. Yeah, you probably and you probably, the match you probably watched was probably something involving guys lot, who do that sort of thing. Stiff shots, yeah. stiff headshots, which I I yeah. I don't think is necessary. On Axis, on Axis, you've been watching it. Uh, yeah, not for a while, but back when you had cable. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> yeah, yes, yes. Yeah. Well, and now, and now you just search around enough on the web yeah, to find yeah. it. But yeah. uh, no, no, I, and I don't want to say like they suck, they're not talented, but yeah, I just have kind of a hard time yeah, watching but, some of that. But, but, but maybe I should just suck it up and start watching But, but like with Dragon Lee and, and, and Hiromu, you, that's... That's just their their thing. Because I'm sure you just don't remember his name Kamatachi. That's why you were totally lost. I was, yeah. <laughs> I got to be honest, I was. Yeah. No, I'm. I'll admit it. <laughs> oh, I should mention Kurt called me the last time and was raving about how much he liked La Mascara. Oh God. <laughs> and I was like, Kurt, you've like he's been enjoying La Mascara matches. And I'm like, Kurt, you don't watch AAA. It was not La Mascara and. What was it? Five minutes later, you figured you figured out it, it was, was on the Oro. Oro. Yeah. Okay. It's time for a public service announcement, <clears throat> ladies and gentlemen. As you get older. As you get older. <laughs> and if your initials are VD, it's uh, you're gonna get some early stage dementia here and there. Uh, well, you're a wrestler too, so. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> Nope, nope, not the first time I made a fool of myself, and it's not going to be the last. Yeah, yeah, I was, I was thinking on Hilde Oro, uh, but I said La Mascara, yeah. which is a sign I'm getting really old. But I, I guess the point I made was La Mascara had a kind of plain Jane outfit. I dug La Mascara when he was yeah, active. That, that's why I didn't get. I didn't. I wasn't like all shocked. Yeah. What shocked me was that you were telling me about current stuff and i'm like you don't watch triple a he's in triple a and then you're like w- and then you were like when did he leave triple a like like last year he got fired yeah it was it was and i i remember that clearly <laughs> yes, too he got fired remember and you're like oh yeah, yeah that's right which i guess brings me to the, my mo- more coherent point is uh i meant to say on de oro this this is like extreme dumb shit dyslexia on my part but on de oro is one of those guys i never disliked him but i just another never, guy yeah just yeah. another guy just you couldn't get as generic as... In fact, if you came up with a wrestler who looked like a plain rap label, he'd look more exciting than Angel de Oro. But since he's lost his mask, man, I am a fan of his. He, he's got those teen idol looks, and he's really expressive, and he's one guy who probably... He'll probably end up in WWE at some point. That'd be cool. Yeah. That'd be cool. Yeah. Uh, no, I, I'm, I'm a huge fan of his now. I mean, I, I would think they would probably want to... Cause, yeah. I mean, that's kind of like the look that they're going with, like, like the Mexican guys, like good-looking kind of guys. Yeah, exactly. That's what I think. I mean, I think so too. Yeah. No, I, I. What I'll never forget is uh, when uh, I was driving through Portland in 1984. That's when Tom Pritchard was work, uh, working in Portland, and so I dropped by to say hey to him. We were hanging out, and that was kind of like when Vince McMahon was kind of in the middle of his expansion, trying to nationalize wrestling and <clears throat> Pritchard said something you know he says the the biggest change in the business is they used to sell uh, they used to sell fights and feuds and uh, you know the passion behind the matches he says I think they're going to start selling sex from here on <laughs> it didn't happen right away but yeah yeah that's, that's what it is is, is, is uh, I mean you tell with W with Roman Reigns <laughs> uh, yeah, I, well, I mean, I could see some I, chicks I, I, digging. Yeah, well, I remember uh, Randy Orton, like some of the women. Uh, yes, like, yes. And I we're like, it, we're like, what are you? He's yeah, uh, totally. like, what do you get, Randy Orton? Where the fuck you get that? But oh, I love Randy Orton. It's like what? I know, I know, I don't, uh, yeah, yeah, I guess it's a, I don't know, <laughs> I don't get it. That's so, that's so disgusting to be watching wrestling for that stuff. 
I mean, come on. <laughs> I don't watch. Oh, yeah. I'm not watching CML. I, I was because, never turned on yeah, by I'm, Nakano yes. and Minami Toyota. Not, no, I not, never was, no. I'm not no, watching no. CML for the Green Girls or anything. <laughs> I watch her for Amapola. Mm. She's my, she's my yeah. eye candy. I think I was born a woman because so, I'm more attracted to women who look passionate in their activities rather than... <laughs> Their looks. I, I love looks too. I this love. Is, this is going all over the yeah, place. Yeah, this is going all over the uh, place. It's like it? the good old days. Yeah. Uh, I was going to ask you. So, would you have like, if you were in a match, would you have? Well, actually, I just want to know what were your what are your thoughts like? Of, do they? Do you think you need to tell wrestlers to cut down on um, all these high risk moves? I think so too, especially. Or because, do you think it's just something that's naturally going to happen no matter what? You know what? I think no matter what, it's going to happen unless the promoters like man up and well not man up but get wise and say because i mean i, I yeah. don't i'm not like gonna be like i'm not gonna be these people this type of person that's gonna go on twitter and be like oh wrestling needs to be regulated and stuff like that i do think there should be a little more concern about head trauma and stuff like I that agree. neck anything head neck um if you could prevent that from and if it's a wrestling hold you should do it, do it as much as possible. I mean, there's some points where it's going to be accidental and it's going to happen. Well, it, well, and, and this is one thing, especially with Lucha Libre, is... But, the, but then even when I say that, a, a, a body slam, a power slam, that also affects your that region of your head, depending on how you land. So it does. It's it like, does. I can't really... Well, like, I think that's what I, you know... How do I put it? Yeah, I, I want for one thing. Oh, not, it's not going to happen in Mexico. I'll tell you that. I know it's not going to happen, <laughs> but but you know, just my thoughts. As my for, thoughts. If for New Japan and for WWE, you know, that would be the. Yeah, I mean, but when I do think of Mexico, one of the things I think, and I'm going back to the uh, tag match we were referring to earlier with uh, Aramis, uh-huh. and uh, though they only did a little bit of mat wrestling. But that was good, and I still think that would get over if you did more of that and then broke out into the high spots as the match progresses. Remember that match we saw about 12 years ago with Dos Caras and Blue Panther uh, at City Industry? Mm -hmm. I can't remember if they did a high spot. They did hold for hold, and the people were going nuts. I mean, that was poetic. Well, you should be... you You didn't watch Blue Panther do a dive into the crowd recently, then. I did. I did see him do a dive. You did. Yeah. You saw that match where he teamed up with his his mm-hmm. sons. Were, yeah. So you know, Blue Panther's just as insane as um some of these other guys. Um. But it was pretty safe because he had. But a I was gonna people, say. Yeah. But I think what I'm meaning. If you still want to do the insane, yeah. insane dives, do them. But it wasn't that insane. But you don't have to do. Yeah, it was a standard tope. Yeah. I mean, I think it, no, it was a plancha. He did the was, tope. Then he was gonna do a plancha. He was oh, gonna okay, plancha yeah, yeah. The crowd. Um. No, no, no. What I'm saying is, if you did. Some mat wrestling, then started doing the crazy moves. You don't have to do as many crazy moves. Yeah. I think you'd still get over. I really, I, I don't, do. I don't think it's so much that. I just think maybe they just need to cut back on certain moves that seem like really bad ideas. Like that move to me, the Phoenix Plex. What I don't like about it is that basically one guy has control of your entire body. Basically, it's yeah, like the entire you, I mean, thing is to, like it's him. You have to make you have to trust that guy isn't going to do. First of all, you have to trust that guy isn't going to let go of you and do it correctly. Mm-hmm. And second, you have to hope you land correctly. And that time he didn't land. Yeah, correctly. yeah. Well, 
I, I, mean, I, I would think, okay, if several people have been hurt that badly by that move, I think Dragon Lee should just do a different finishing move. I, it's not like he doesn't have like a bunch of like other moves he does that, that are really cool. But, he, so but like, he could do something. No, I'm saying he has a lot. That's what I mean. Like, yeah, exactly. Has, exactly. So There's something other. else he could do. Yeah. I, when I was very first training in the early 80s, you know, when the local guy Pistol Pete was training me, um, I mean, he was an okay worker. What was your finisher? Uh, my finisher uh, when I got married. <laughs> That's the finisher that probably saved me. Yes. That was a bump that probably. If enough, did, you I, have if a, I, did you have a wrestling finisher? I know no, in just, Lucha you did. The only one in Lucha was the Cavernaria. Yeah. Just the Cavernaria yeah, because that? that's, I think it's a cool You didn't win when you, when you were younger. <laughs> nah, I didn't, yeah. I didn't know about the Cavernaria till like maybe the early 90s, and that's when I started doing it. And back then, they didn't really have a lot. Like when you were first starting out, the finisher wasn't like this huge thing like it was. Nah. I think it happened like in the late 80s, wasn't it? Like when, yeah. when WWE started naming everything, like the DDT and all that. Some of the guys like Superboy always did that, that plancha, uh, the frog splash. Yeah. Uh, um, and he did a really cool version of it. Yeah. Um... But no, there weren't. There wasn't a lot of emphasis on finishing. Moves. I could picture you doing La Mystica. Oh, I can't. <laughs> <laughs> I, I want to like see you try it. And, like just. <laughs> I'll, I'll try it, and, but the reason I can't finish it because I'm too dizzy from all the spinning. Um, just, no, you just, but you go up and then you just land flat yeah. on your face. <laughs> but like, but like uh, that'd be pretty. I was talking about Pistol Pete. I'm he, sorry, he was an okay worker. Yes. I mean, you know, and that's not dissing him. He was a safe worker. Uh, he, he was, you know, when he did his best, he had a good match. Uh, he did a tombstone pile driver that looked really cool. Yeah. Uh, and I think he knew it was one of the coolest looking things he did. And he did it on one of the local veterans. And afterwards, you know, they're they're talking about the match. And the guy said, hey, Pete, I got to tell you, the tombstone, I my neck's a little messed up. You might want to be careful with that. And he'd been Pete. I uh, never saw him do it again. Yeah, and probably. fuck you. <laughs> no. <laughs> that's what no. Saw, no, but, no, but I give it to yeah, you. Yeah, I think... Because I think that, here, here's a move that made him look really good. And that's what I mean. Yeah. Like, I think I think that, like, if... Because Dra- Dragon Lee did an interview, um, I think, Monday night. And he was asking the, the guy who um, was talking to him because Dragon Lee always asked like what did you think of this match or what did you think mm-hmm. of that and he was talking about how you know he was he saw some of the comments that people mm-hmm. made and he said he was like you know a lot of people are hypocrites because they've never they don't know what a wrestler's life is like they mm-hmm. don't know what we're going through he doesn't oh, know yeah. what what we're doing in our matches and stuff like that and he was talking about how like he was he he was worried about um he he oh, God, about yeah. Hiroma and stuff like that and he was saying how like you know he asked the the, the, the the guy who was interviewing, he's like, you watch a lot of wrestling. What did you think about the mm-hmm. the move? What should, what do you think I should do? Mm-hmm. And the guy was telling him, you know, Cassandra's, um, Kat, uh, Cassandra told him once, um, you know, we're not in there playing Barbies, you know, we're, mm-hmm. we're wrestling. It's, it's, yeah. we're going to get hurt. And I think, I think he probably could have told him, you know, I think it's a dangerous move, but I'm guessing, I mean, the guy who's talking, he's talking to is like a dude who loves like, you know, a lot of that wrestling, mm-hmm. so he's not gonna like. Right. He's not gonna tell him, and I think I think it's not a it's not our place. Like for me, as a as somebody's never wrestled, it's not my place to tell like a wrestler you shouldn't do that move. No, I'm not because, telling people because that. that's yeah. not my job. Yeah. Like if Blue Panther went and told him, you know what? Maybe that's not a good move for you to do. Or mm-hmm. Nero Casas told him, or his brothers told him, or yeah. Dad told him. Mm-hmm. That would be totally different. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. But if it's or like the guy who got hurt with the move. <laughs> 
told him, you know what, you know, maybe we shouldn't do that movie ever again. <laughs> exactly. Um, that would be different. But like, if somebody just randomly told that, like, that's not you don't have a right to tell the person. No, what, well, you what have a do. right to give your opinion. Yeah, but give don't your go opinion. Tell them you should yeah. do it. I, I mean, I'm, I'm gonna say, I think if a move has repeated injuries, like you yourself have to use a little yeah. common sense. Was that what else was I gonna say? Oh, um, Piratita Morgan passed away. Uh, oh yes, yes. To talk about that, I've uh, got nostalgic on that because I remember seeing him. Did live. you ever get to see? You saw him live. Saw him live at Cal State, uh, Cal State uh, Los Angeles. Did you get to hang out with him and talk to him? Got a good pick of him. Oh, cool. Yeah, when he's coming out, yeah. got a pick, and he did the. He, he sounded a good like worker. yeah, he sounded like he was a good dude too. Yeah. Like like yeah, it was really good. Like he was basically Mascarita Sagrada's um, touring Base. opponent. You know. What what great job that is! I mean, you he pretty oh, totally, much totally, totally. He got what about twenty years, twenty plus years of a career just doing that. Yeah, that's, wrestling all over the world. That's a dream. Mexico, the U.S. for WCW and WWE. Yes, two WCW matches. One actually made Nitro too, so that was actually pretty now, cool. Was he always Piratita Morgan in the American promotions? Um, he was Batalion in um, WWE, okay. and he was something else. But he was, I thought he was something he was else. He was Piratita Morgan most of the time. Yeah, I really dug that guy. And, well, that was like also in my mind that was kind of like the glory years of the minis when they really were minis and they were good workers. You know, we were talking about Piratita Morgan when he passed away. How you, one wrestler you saw mentioned how he thought he oh, worked yeah, with says, says, I'm hard. Guess what? I saw somebody else think no that way. too. Yes. <laughs> so, so folks, we've seen a, f- a few wrestlers who have said, "Wow, he was such a great wrestler. It was good working with him." And then in comments, uh, "Dude, that was Parata Morgan you worked with, yeah. not Parati Piratita <laughs> yes. Morgan." And <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, no, he he was he was awesome. Uh, he you said he had been sick for a while. Yeah, they said he was sick for about the last year or so. That's sad. Which you know. I mean, it happens, but yeah, he. Yeah, I, I, yeah, I always feel sad when you hear about somebody being a really good guy and a really good professional worker. Yeah, you know? I, I looked at his Facebook page and it was just nonstop people just, you know, talking about how nice a guy he wow. was and how much he'll be missed, and looking forward to seeing him on the other side and stuff like that. Yeah. So man. That 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 kind of that always bugs me out. That's and you know, hard. we had a lot of people pass away yeah. in, in wrestling lately. This year, this yeah, Vader, year, Vader passed away. Vader passed away. Um, Egipcio, uh, Chicano Power, Chicano Power, Arcángel de la Muerte. Oh, that's right. Yeah, that's right. I forgot about that. Yeah. Um, he died our, young our too. Our local, our local guy, Gil Ariano. Yeah. That I mean, it's been a rough year. Yeah. That's one of the few things that sucks about getting old is not so much getting old, but. At least, we may, at least we're making it like past a certain Oh, exactly. The, the hard part is just looking in the rear of the mirror yeah, and seeing yeah, people like, who aren't like, with us anymore. That, you know, uh, it's one of those things that when I was younger, I knew, oh, this would suck getting old and, and your friends start passing away. But it, it does suck. It really yeah. does, you know. Well, you know, it's like you're you're losing, um, what, what, as far as wrestling's concerned, you're kind of losing that. Your childhood, you are, with wrestlers you are. because you're like, oh man, I remember this guy when I was a kid. And well, stuff like that. well, and it's like when we go to the local shows, um, there's a lot of people we both know there, and you know we're both friends with them, and I love what's going on today. But at the same time, I'll think about you know guys in the local scene that I wrestled with 20 years ago who have passed yeah. away, yeah. and it's just it's kind of this weird lonely feeling that even though you still have a lot of friends and stuff, 
there's a lot of friends you don't have anymore and it's it's well, you miss them with that, wrestling just like watch posting videos online it's like oh, you're like oh this guy's dead or this guy's gone yes, and it's like yes, shit man exactly it's kind of and i think it, i think the the good thing is that if you have video at least you're bringing back that memory of that exactly. person so there's something there's a little bit of a positive but it's like yeah you know yeah, it's not it's, it's not as, and and it is cool that you know you know, whether you're in wrestling or just an everyday Joe, if you left some kind of legacy, that's to yeah. me, that's an accomplishment. Yeah. Is whether it's just with your family the, or your friends. The cool thing is now we're getting like a long legacy from LA Park, where it's like, oh, <laughs> the man. Yeah. <laughs> Do you think he'll end up surviving all these mask challenges this year? Because I think there's a possibility that they could probably pull it off and like maybe bring them back for next year or something. They could both promotions. I mean, possibly they could. But I, I don't know. I Part mean, me can they trust though, him? <laughs> I, you, well, one, yeah. You can only trust him so much because kind of like a Brody, he marches to the breed of his own drummer. Yeah. In some ways that's good, some ways it's not. But, uh, well, I'm biased because I'm a fan of his, so I think it's kind of cool. Um, yeah. But, yeah, no, they, I, I, my hunch says he'll drop the mask at the CMLL show. The anniversary. That's my hunch, but I could be wrong. And even if they know what's going to happen right now in wrestling, people change their minds. Yeah. You know, you never know. Yeah. But it'll be a great payday for him, so I'd be so happy for him. And uh, I think he's one of the few people who could still wear the full body costume. I know. And get the, over. The, the dude is just a, I, is I'm, just a great worker. I'm still waiting for that to happen, like him just with all his, like, because he, he, he still has long hair and stuff, but. Yeah. Like. like just and he's he's a scary he's a badass dude, looking yes, guy yes we've actually seen him like yeah. in without his mask so it's like we know what he's oh i i, I picture danny Tre- uh, uh, not not danny trejo himself but a danny trejo character seeing la Where, parka's face is like oh shit i'm not messing with him yeah. <laughs> wearing the la parka costume <laughs> skeleton outfit well that's one of the things that amazes me i know he's not doing the high rate of work he was doing you know 25 years ago but still in that full outfit working as hard as he does as heavy as he is now did you see the match wow. where, did you see the match where he brought busted out the nunchucks no no apparently he's a nunchucks expert Damn. too he was like bringing it out we're like it wasn't as good as the matches as some of the other trios matches and the the rush la park match but that was pretty cool just to see that yeah i thought the finish that that singles match was really great just it the, was the reaction and the i i, I gotta say one of the thing and another thing as i'm getting older when i see something that has a little scent of what I watched when I was a kid. You know, you haven't seen stretcher jobs and stuff like that yeah. in a long... Well, he couldn't do the stretcher jobs. <laughs> no, he couldn't quite do that. But you know what I mean, the angle. Yeah, they just, they just kept, An just kept beating the crap. Some, somebody's hurt, you know, hurt. Yeah. It's just like... Uh, I love the memes right afterwards. There was this one meme where um, it's basically the Simpsons and they're dragging away mm-hmm. a Simpsons character, the police are. Right. Because one of them is pretty much dead. So it says... Uh, pl- stop! He's dead already. <laughs> like, because that's what Rush. Rush. I think that's. I think that's the best part. Is Rush played being dead so well? Yes. Yes. Knocked out, and like he even like he gave Ali Park and his the fans about twenty four hours where they just were just constantly just making jokes about him, and the next day he mm-hmm. comes out and he's like, "Hey, make fun of me all you want, guys. Enjoy it right now." 
but I'm going to come back and I'm going to kill that dog. And you know that there's so many people on the level of Rush who would would have refused to sell that. Much. Yeah, yeah, you know? yeah. And and he, he's would have got uh, other guys would yeah other guys would have got up and like been like eh, I'm okay you exactly, know exactly eh. exactly like nothing's going on yeah especially when heels want to look like the superheroes it's like what are you thinking yeah. that the whole idea is to kick the bully's ass yeah um, it's been a fun couple of months it has, it has the, la- the last month or so has been and really fun cross our fingers that it keeps going I hope it lasts a while I was gonna ask you who you were gonna pick for wrestler there and you already said Ali Park. <laughs> Yes, yeah. that's my I think pick. there's a lot of guys that are very interesting uh, possibilities just in Mexico with L.A. Park, Penta. Mm-hmm. Yes. Uh, Ray Phoenix, you just saw his match. He um, is awesome. He's been really good. Like, all this stuff. I've been watching um, Penta, too, like, in Impact, but Ray Phoenix in everywhere. He's everywhere. MLW, Impact, mm-hmm. Lucha Underground. Uh, even though Lucha Underground that's is... That's true. He always, gets a lot of... Yeah, Triple A. He's going to be back in Triple A. Um, although I kind of, I think, I think if he, if you, if he could like do it all over again and get out of that deal with, I wonder, I wonder if he would get out of a Lucha Underground contract just so he wouldn't have to deal with the name thing. Probably. And, and dealing with AAA. Cause I think he's just kind of fed up with that stuff. I think so. And it must be, it must be kind of disillusioning where a lot of them, a lot of the Luchadors signed with Lucha Underground and you know, when you're young, you, you're. I think you're inclined to think, "Oh, this is a new thing. It's yeah. going to be great." Yeah, yeah. And you don't realize that most things either don't work out or they change. And have you watched? You haven't watched anything no, from this not season. At all. It hasn't been that good. No. I think they had one show that was pretty good, and then everything else has been very underwhelming. Wow. And do I remember right? There's no more Dario Cueto in the show. No, he's dead, and um, his father's taken over. I, Antonio he, Cueto. I thought he was some. I it's thought, still the same guy. It's Antonio. Oh, it is. His, yeah, it's, it's the same character. Because well, he he's was, just he was he's so just good. an older guy, gray hair, and stuff like that. Oh, that's actually kind of cool. Yeah, but it's it's, I, it's I, just kind of weird because yeah, the, 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 the only problem is the the Dario Cueto character works so well. Don't sit on your phone. Cause... Oh yeah, that wouldn't be good. Yeah, um, that's the only thing that it's like. The character Dario Cueto was so cool, and it came across. Mm-hmm. Whereas the the dad is the same guy, but it's a different character, and that character isn't as like, you know, he isn't as dynamic. Yeah, he's not as dynamic. Yeah, just that, just the guy who played the Dario Cueto was so good yeah. at it. I mean, a, and it's the same guy, but it's like I yeah, said, it's different. It doesn't. Character. It just doesn't, just doesn't come, come well, up. Yeah, if he would have done that character, we probably would. I don't think Lucha Underground would have been as popular. I don't think so either. I if agree. he would have gone with that character first and not. Dario, it would have been a lot less interesting. Yeah. And I think right now, like, a lot of the stuff, like, they brought in a lot of guys who just don't fit. Like, Mr. Pectacular. <laughs> Jesus. It's this dude. Sounds like a spoof on 80s WWE. Yeah, I think he's, I think his name is Jesse Goddard, I think. Uh-huh. I think that's who it is. Um, but he was in Impact and all that stuff, but he's not that good. And then um, mm-hmm. Tommy Dreamer. Well, Chavo came back. So it's kind of not really lucha anymore. It, I, it's like. ne- it was never really that much lucha. It wasn't, but you had luchadores. Yeah, 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 luchadores. You still have some, but it's like it's not. Yeah, a, it's yeah. not. It's not like they like. I think all of us thought they were going to delve more into using AAA talent. Only, I thought that it yeah. isn't. It basically is the same group of luchadores that they were using. They, I don't think they added anyone from AAA that's different. Like yeah. they haven't any added anyone from AAA. Like none of the other people have joined in. Yeah, it's and while and while I I didn't I did not predict this. Obviously, but when things go really well, especially with the new promotion, the first thing to know is you never know what to expect. As good as it looks, things yeah. might there might be flies in the ointment right and left. I mean, expect the unexpected when a, when 
you know, kind of like we're talking about with CMLL right now. We're loving what's going on. I hope it lasts, but I don't know if it will. And you know what's happening with Lucha Underground is that since they're letting their guys work other places, Mm -hmm. now we're seeing, like, Impact using more of those guys. And I heard... And Impact has looked a lot better with those guys than Lucha Underground does because they don't have those... They have silly storylines, but they're not as over the top as, as, um, as, as Lucha Underground does. And they actually have a little more... They have a little more... They got rid of a lot of the guys that aren't that great, so mm-hmm. it kind of comes across a little better. I've been seeing stuff on Facebook a lot. Somebody says, "Hey, uh, Impact is actually worth watching right now." Yeah, I've I, I would I've watched a couple of episodes and they're not that bad. Oh like, wow, actually, that's cool. It's not. That I, I would have never thought. Yeah, but. compared to Lich Underground, it's been a lot better. Um, and then you see these guys working CMLL and mm-hmm. MLW and and even when they go back to AAA, and it's a little more like I don't even know. Yeah, I would even say that. I think they're they come across a little better on, on those other shows and the. It's it's like such an amazing time for indie wrestlers because I I don't know if there's ever been a time where so many independent wrestlers could get so much work in so many different places. Um, I mean, me growing up, most of the indie groups I read about, maybe the top two guys would occasionally get work with one of the big feds or something like that yeah but mostly indie guys were just local indie guys who didn't do much else yeah or you know some dreamed of being big time and some just kind of did well, it part-time but it, it, it's like a lot more people can have a career you're not going to make oodles of money like if you're on top of wwe obviously but you're going to have an interesting time it depends like if you're like the young bucks or joy oh, ryan yeah, yeah. kind of like they figure out how to make mer- do yes, merchandise and exactly. stuff like that uh but you know the funny thing like when did king of indie start like in 2001 that sounds right Roland uh, alexander yeah right? yeah dragon lee just won this year's um king of indies oh, wow who would have thought dragon lee thought... a cmll guy would win a, a tournament a, 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 a what's considered a prestigious exactly deal exactly. a big deal in the united states because I mean, King of Indies basically started. That's where Ring of Honor got its idea and stuff like that. That was like actually the yeah, and, and, what and way all back that. when, even smaller American feds, if you used a luchador, it it you, wasn't to make them the women. it wouldn't make them look. <laughs> the funniest story, you know, um, and God bless Alex Knight. I love Alex Knight. He's a great guy. But when Rey Mysterio was still Colibri mm-hmm. uh, and was blowing everybody's socks off and being in, you know, like. Not quite semi mains but he is up on most Lucha shows. And then yeah. he was on one of Alex's shows, and they put in an opener, and everybody was saying, uh, this is going to look kind of anticlimactic, because guys in Alex Troop on top were not really on top. Yeah. They were under the mattress. Stuffed. <laughs> <laughs> and his explanation was, well, that Lucha stuff uh, exposes the business. And my, okay, my thought, one, that's stupid in the first place. Especially two, in California. <laughs> especially in California, yes. And two, well, if you think explosive business, why do you use them at all? Yeah. And it's just, it's just, but that was the whole mindset with, with you know, wrestlers from Mexico. Uh, you know, people just shat on them like crazy. Yeah. You know, that's why, that's why I marked out big time for Zack Sabre bowing to Negro Navarro because most American indie wrestlers I knew back in the 90s. Not big time ones, but local ones. Like, I'm not going to do that Mexican shit, you know? And there's so many guys now that actually, like, they've made a career out of, like... Exactly. Wrestling in, like, the lucha groups in whatever area they're in. And working, traveling to Mexico. They want to travel to Mexico to, like, learn 
or Russell. Yes, and I you never, see like Steve Payne, Gringo Loco, guys like that. Yeah. I mean, maybe it happened before my time in yeah. some some galaxy. <laughs> far, far you you away. would get like the guys who were like kind of names, like Norman Smiley guys like that were kind of working Florida, but even them they weren't yeah. that they weren't that big deal like in those areas. No, no, they, they weren't. were just guys that needed more experience. Exactly, they went to exactly. Mexico made them an offer. They went. and there you go. And a lot of them was one of the best things. I mean, one of the reasons I like Chris Jericho so much is I remember this was quite a few years ago, but he was he was pretty much cemented in WWE and he was it. But he was still referred to matches in Mexico as and the people he learned from like Casas. Yeah, Nero Casas. And uh, you know, Casas Negro. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes. Hello to whoever it was who says that he worked with Casas Negro. Uh huh. Yeah. <laughs> so are you? Are you? Are we done with it? Are we? Are we pretty much? Are we? Have we covered everything? I have to go. Uh, um, you know. Yeah, I have to get going because I have to uh, open the meeting of the Kelly Flat Family Fan Club. You know. <laughs> Microman Fever is going to be our first inductee as the devoted fan. And uh, uh, plug the Patreon account, of course. Patreon. <laughs> Patreon. I like Patreon better. Patreon. Patreon.com. I like Patreon because it sounds patronizing. Patreon.com slash Lucha World. Mm-hmm. You could listen to the Lucha Classica podcast whenever we do it. Mm-hmm. Uh, the other podcast I do that I haven't done in a while because it's hot. In Los yes. Angeles, I should tell people. You know, I know a lot of people do a lot of podcasts on a weekly basis, but they do not live in Los Angeles where it's 100 degrees or 110 degrees here. And yeah, we've been sweltering. You know, you want air conditioning. You're not gonna like do a podcast just to. What I'm doing right now, I'm gonna start doing a little more of those write-ups. I think I want to do that more. Very of cool. just yes. because I think that's to me that's kind of like it's easier to do that and then like do the podcast afterwards because then we have more stuff to talk about like. More mm-hmm. options, yes. like I said, we just like I told you earlier, finding out about Gringo Gringo Mendoza. Yes. Who yes. would have thought there was a guy who came up? Why aren't we seeing more wrestlers just make a, a, a like in, like like if they see like a wrestler's name, mm-hmm. why don't they just copy that guy's name, like create their own name off of that guy and like like? If, and Gringo Mendoza is Gringo so, Mendoza. I'm his enemy. Gringo Mendoza. I love that. <laughs> I love that. It's so different when there was some indie wrestler in the '80s who called himself Bulk Hogan, <laughs> and you know. Gringo Mendoza, at least, it, it makes you look like you snapped or something like that. Like, like and he had hair. Yeah, he had like this really nice. It, it looked like it looked like Brad Rangan, Rangans. Remember oh no Brad way! Rangans? Yeah, <laughs> I was like, holy shit, this guy looks like like he had like the 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 young like the fresh you know Olympian style look. Yeah, I was like, man, this guy doesn't look like he's like some bad guy. And and I, I was reading through. I was like, oh, and he hates Ringo Mendoza. Oh, that's I was like, awesome. oh, that's so awesome. this is gonna be fun to. Yeah, so I'm gonna do a little more of that. Uh, depending on our weather, of course, because unfortunately, the other thing that comes from like hot the the hot weather here is that we get a lot of power outages in in this not in our area but throughout mm-hmm. like across the area. I think there's a part some city in part of it, Los Angeles. Yes, happened several places. Yeah, Los so Angeles. far it hasn't hit me. Had... We had one here. Oh, recently. you did. Like, but it was only like for like 10, 15 minutes. Yeah, that's so it wasn't that bad. But there's people in Los Angeles who are dealing without uh, power for like the oh, last week or man, so. Oh man, and you can't even turn on the fan. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Your battery. Up. And it was like they showed it. Like I was watching the news and they're showing the old people. Like <clears throat> it was like an old, um, like a, a hotel or like it used to be a hotel. Um, 
and they turned it into like a like a old people's home. Oh yes, yes. I don't know what you call those. Um, a re- like a retirement. Yeah, retirement yeah. home. Yeah, and it's like the poor people are like, yeah, it's hot in here. They're showing them their house. Oh. Like, yeah, it's hot. Oh, when are you? Those are the like, ones who. When are you gonna call nine one one? Well, as long as I'm breathing, I'm oh, not geez. calling nine one one. Well, those are the people who usually fall victims are people yeah. who are disabled. And there's been people that have died in in this oh, area. Yeah. There's been people that have died. So. And and then yeah, and it's nothing new. It's happened. I yeah. mean, whenever there's a heat wave, you usually hear of elderly people. Being yeah, so the most. I wouldn't vulnerable. expect too many podcasts while the heat wave's going on. Totally, but that means uh, probably for, well for the classic podcast that gives us all the more time to do some research and get some cool historical gems. And yeah. Speaking of historical gems, if people on Facebook would like to check out my Pulpo Pages of Wrestling, obviously named after Jimmy L. Pulpo, it's, uh, I have a Facebook page that is uh, a tribute to, like... Is that where I find information on, like, Dragon Lee versus Hiromu Takahashi? In their past lives. <laughs> Who would Dragon Lee be in his past life in the 1930s? <laughs> Evil Knievel. Evil <laughs> 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 I think that's probably the thing you would be like. That's that's what these two guys were like. Oh, they they were evil Knievel. Before. That's right. That's right. Uh, but yeah, it's a tribute to the yeah the the journeyman both in America and Mexico from the beginning of pro wrestling till 1980s. So covered a few people already like uh, Tomas Riande, uh, Jimmy El Pulpo, of course, Dude Chick, which is one of the coolest wrestling names I ever Gringo heard. Mendoza will be on there. Sometime. I'll get him on there, yes. <laughs> no, I, I'll research him because I, I, yeah, he, he's... Gringo Mendoza just for the name. Yeah. Even if he only wrestled in one town forever, I, he's, he's going to be on the page, definitely. And uh, the, the one I... I uh, want to do some research one is a guy out of Texas in the 30s who has one of my all-time favorite ring names. Motorman Wright. <laughs> He's a motorman. What would motorman be like? Mean like just a car, right? Like a regular. I think so. I, I mean, I guess the car still was kind of like a yeah, new, yeah, new. new it wasn't a new new concept, but maybe being a motorman. Maybe they use that term for racing or something. Yeah, I just love it. I'm guessing racing might have been the thing. Probably, yeah, but because it has different meaning to what somebody now would call themselves. Yeah, now it'd be more. How archaic was Mortar City Madman? Remember when that name came up in like the was it mid nineties? I remember that name. Remember it was that white dude who was teaming up with Big Cat, or uh, no, not Big Cat. Was it Big Cat? I don't remember. Curtis Hughes, the Big Cat. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah, Curtis Hughes, and it was a Mortar City Madman. I was like, dude, that that's like that's a name you would have. That's like a nineteen sixties or nineteen seventies name. Exactly. Exactly. Uh, and what, and that's WCW for it? you. <laughs> yeah. And why? Yeah. Motormouth. Now that would be a great name for a manager. Yes. A nickname for a manager. Yes. You know. Stop calling me Motormouth. It's a disgrace. That's what I miss. Yeah. Old managers and wrestlers who would get upset when people called them a certain name in the ring. You know. Now kept... we now we got really good names like the Chris. <laughs> <laughs> and I wonder if in about two years we're just gonna say the Chris really casually. Well, it's like Caristico. Remember well, Caristico? We used to think how stupid that name was, and now everybody's like Caristico. It sounds like, like Chris Goyle to me. Yeah, but now, but it's, now it's like Caristico. It's like nobody well, like well, same nobody with, blinks an eye. Like, oh, it's Caristico. He's good. He's good. He's well, still good. You know. The Whoa. first time I heard L.A. Park, I'm saying yes, that's ridiculous. Yes. That, but he's L.A. Park now, and it's cool. It's. I remember when I made. Remember I wrote that article, uh, that that April Fool's joke. I think I don't know if you saw where <laughs> where I said uh, L.A. Park changes his name to Hollywood Park. <laughs> and people, yes, yes, people yes. took it seriously. There were people who took it seriously, and somebody, like somebody who knew what it meant, that because I, I wrote at the bottom, I'm joking, and like so, some dude, like 
wrote, I can't believe this happened. And because I saw it on a message board, I think it might have been the SoCal Uncensored message board. And the guy, I think it might have been Steve who told him, he's like, dude, he's just joking. It's, a, it's an April Fool's joke. And I stopped doing it because everybody's telling me, don't do those because they don't, people fall for them. And I was like, no, yeah. they don't. Come on, they can't be that stupid. And I was like, oh, yeah, they can be. So. Oh, oh, that's like that's it like, ruined my it ruined my the the joy that that stuff used to bring me. Like oh no, that's half that the book. fun of yes. it. That's half the fun. You should you should embrace yes. it. You should embrace it, especially when people fall for it a second and third and fourth yeah. time. That's that's what's. Beautiful. But remember, LA Park was such an like we we're like this is so dumb. It's it's not gonna last. And well, what's what's it been like? Eighteen years later, it's like everybody's like, yeah, LA Park. He is LA Park, yeah. and it's it's it, it rolls off the tongue beautifully yeah. now. I mean, yeah. you know, what was trash so, is now treasure. So the Chris, the Chris, in fifteen years, we will be talking about like as some sort of legendary <laughs> character. Yes, we probably will. Yeah, we probably will. Yeah. Well, for all you who love Caristico oil, uh, for all of you who would like to hear about Motorman Wright, for all of you who want to hear more about the Chris, the Chris. <laughs> Stay tuned! Because I'll, we'll all talk about them on Lucha World. Even Motorman Wright. Yes. He'll be an honorary luchador. So, until that time, ladies and gentlemen, Hare Krishna, motherfuckers. See you soon. <laughs>